coming up on honey on my lips but the just shall live by faith live at another level as if things are not the way they are who calleth those things which be not as though they are that is what faith is about call the things in your life that are not the things that are the opposite see it with the eye of faith it's not by might it's not by power it's by the spirit she said within herself if i may but touch his garment i shall be made whole if i may but touch his garment i shall receive strength if i may but touch his garment things can become new if i may but touch his garment the anointing can be increased on my life if i may but touch his garment but first of all beloved she said it within herself dealing with the forces within Honey on my lips. The psalmist said in Psalm 19 verse 10 about the word of God that it is sweeter than honey. Join Lady Reverend Adelaide Hayward Mills. Life has a way of dishing out to us things that we did not expect. Sometimes it's a dream that seems to be delayed. Many times you see a man, you know, he has a good job, he's a cool dude, his suit is smart, and you think, when I marry him, everything will be together. The unexpected is unexpected from our perspective, but from God's perspective, it is not unexpected. On Sweet Melodies 94.3, as she puts the honey of God's word on your lips, equipping you for all facets of life this and every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Honey on my lips will change your life, preach good news to the poor, set the captives free, heal the brokenhearted, bring recovery of sight to the blind, and proclaim God's year of Jubilee. Honey on my lips. Mmm. Saturdays at 9 a.m. on Sweet Melodies. Blessed by God as you tune in to Lady Reverend Adelaide Pewart Mills. All the forces within. There's so many things that go on within us that are not seen by the common eye. There's so many things even in life that are not seen by the common eye. For instance, malaria parasites or certain microorganisms have to be looked at through a lens or through something else, a microscope or something that makes us see little things. And the Bible says it's little things that spoil the vines. In the same way, there are so many things that go on within us that are greater than even the Akosombo Dam in Ghana. There are many forces that are working within us. I mean, we may look so, so, um, so cool, so relaxed on the outside, but on the inside, which is what really matters to God, what is going on. And so I speak about the forces within. There are a lot of forces within us. Sometimes we are filled with anger. Sometimes we are filled with envy. Sometimes we say things within ourselves that we dare not say to anybody. And the Bible is replete with so many examples like that. So today I speak to us about the forces within. You know the woman with the alabaster box? 
the disciples, they were filled with indignation within. As Paul ministered and there was such an effect, people were filled with envy within. There are so many unseen undercurrents that are working within us. And God says, man looks on the outside, but I look on the inside. So I want us to take a look within us with the microscope of the Holy Spirit and the light of God's word. Oh, sometimes we will be shocked at what is within. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. The force is within. Let let it reveal what is within us. And let us work on what is within us till we become more like Jesus. Blessings. You are listening to Honey on My Lips with Lady Reverend Adelaide Howard Mills. Stay tuned in. Welcome back. I want to speak about dealing with the forces within. Amen, somebody. Dealing with the forces within. Mark chapter 14. The Bible says in verse 4, And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. Now the Bible says that there were some people present at the place and they had indignation within themselves. Amen? And said, why was the waste of this ointment made? When I say that dealing with the forces within, there are many things that we have and we say within ourselves. Just like the people who were present when this woman came with her alabaster box. And often, we get judged by what we say, but not by what is within. But what is within often demonstrates who we really are. Sometimes when I read this story, I don't quite get it. It's not your money. It's not your investment. I have come. You say it's too expensive. It doesn't cost you anything. You didn't contribute to it. It doesn't make your account balance go down. But you have indignation within yourself. Anger within yourself because of something that somebody is doing towards her master. Because of a certain love and a certain devotion that somebody has. You are sitting there and within yourself, you are swollen. The Bible says they had indignation within themselves. Indignation is, or anger or extreme anger is one of the things, one of the forces that can be within you. You can be at a church service, you can be anywhere, but maybe somebody is being on it. 
at a meeting or somebody's being introduced that hey why first lady and so what you have indignation and it's not always that it is articulated with a voice the indignation is within but it is not spoken what is spoken is oh it's too expensive because you say what is acceptable but the force within you is not a good one Amen, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, what are the forces within? Are you ready to deal with them? Amen. Now, I realized in looking at scriptures that there were so many things that people said within themselves. When you look at Luke 7 verse 39, this is the same woman coming again. And this time to the house of Simon, Luke 7 verse 39. Are you there? Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, He spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. Amen. Verse 39, when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw it, saw the ointment and all that, he spake within himself. The group in Simon the leper's house, they had indignation within themselves. Then this Simon the Pharisee, he spake within himself, dealing with the forces within Within him was condemnation, criticism, and self-evaluation. He said, this man, he's now doubting the call of Jesus, the son of God. That's why some of you, when your call is doubted, you shouldn't worry. Because it's, mad. it's happened to your master long ago. He said, he spake within himself that this man, if he, if he were a prophet... If you have invited him because he's a prophet. But as he is there, the forces within you are no good. He said, this man, if he were a prophet, he would have known the kind of woman who is touching him. For she is a sinner. Isn't it amazing that whilst we are busy condemning and passing judgment, And saying somebody is a sinner, we are proving ourselves to be chief sinners. Amen, somebody? And I love Jesus for that. I don't think the man speak it with words. But the Bible says, and Jesus answering him said, The Bible says, all things are naked unto him with whom we have to do. Some of us are in the church, but the forces in our hearts 
are that of criticism, judgment, and condemnation. And yet we are here. We have even invited the pastor to dinner. And when he eats, we say, hey, I didn't know he had such a large appetite within yourself. Dealing with the forces within. Amen, somebody. The Bible says, and Jesus answering him said, Simon, I have a story for you. There were two people who owed a rich man. One owed 50 and one owed 500. And he forgave all their debts. Which of the two do you think will love more? And Simon answered, said, I think the one who was forgiven the 500 or the one who was forgiven more. And Jesus said, thou hast rightly said, have you seen this woman since I came? You didn't wash my feet with water. It was an ancient Jewish custom, which was supposed to be done. You didn't wash my feet. That's why when the angels appeared in Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot took them in to wash their feet and to give them food to eat. So it's not anything between you and some prophet somewhere in some corner. And then you come and tell me that, oh, Lady Reverend, have you not read Luke chapter 7, verse 39, that the woman wanted to, went to wipe his hair, anointed his feet, and used her tears to wash the feet. So me too, when the prophet called me to the inner chamber, I needed to wash the feet, and I needed to wipe with my hair. Hey! We like taking scripture and out of context. This one was made in public. If you can do it in public, then go on. But if every day is in a closet, in the name of scripture, I wonder the forces that are working within. Amen, somebody. And Jesus said, since I came, you, Simon, you have not done that for me. You should have kissed my feet or my head, I think. You should have anointed my head with ointment. You didn't do it. So this woman came and anointed my feet. You should have washed my feet. You didn't do. This woman brought her tears. If you can use your tears to serve the master, then you have really done what you can. Amen? Because most of us would have given excuses. Oh, the tap is not running. Oh, it's not my house. How can I just go and say, please, can I fetch water? First of all, I'm even gate crashing. I've not been invited. How can I now go and be too known? There's a bouncer at the gate. And then they'll say that, how come I'm here? When you want to do God's work, you will do it. When you don't want to do it, you will find a thousand reasons why it cannot be done. Amen. Simon said within himself. And then I saw in the Bible that so many people in the Bible said so many things within themselves. Amen. When you look at Genesis chapter 18, reading from verse 12. Genesis. Do you know where Genesis is? I pray that you do. Even just English language, the genesis of the whole story. You see, it should help you. Genesis chapter 18, verse 12. Therefore Sarah 
laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I loved not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Dealing with the forces within. Sometimes God gives you a promise. And you mock at it. But it's a force within. Nobody knows, but it's within. So when you hear God's promise, that, oh, I will anoint you for service. Oh, this thing that you are believing me for, I will do it. You laugh within yourself. <laughs> Everybody says, oh, great woman of faith. Great woman. But God sees what is the forces. That are within. Doubt can be within. Unbelief can be within. And that's why sometimes when God judges, we don't understand. Because he knows the forces that are within. And sometimes we have the audacity to argue with God. He said, I didn't laugh. Because she was afraid that, hey, now God has seen what is within. So, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? She said, I'm afraid I didn't laugh. And God said, nay, but thou didst laugh. Sometimes when we are doing the work of God, or you see people being sent on missions, you laugh. (laughs) What do these feeble Jews? (laughs) What can they accomplish? (laughs) You think God can call you? You laugh within. And I love God because he always answers even when you feel you are not talking to him. Amen? Because God said, wherefore did Sarah laugh? And I also love God because he's merciful. If some of you were in the judgment seat, is it me that you are laughing at? Almighty God. When I talk, then you'll be laughing, eh? Okay. That promise that I gave you, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Even at home in your marriage, woe betide your wife or your husband if he does anything against you. Is it me you are behaving? Okay. We'll see where your next pay packet will come from. Is it me you are laughing at? But God Almighty, it's not like that. And I'm so encouraged that in Hebrews 11, Sarah is mentioned as a woman of faith. And the Bible says she judged him faithful who had promised. How come that you can laugh within yourself and yet a merciful God? The Bible says he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. Some of you have to remember other people's frame. Sometimes you look at people and they misbehave. Remember their frame that they have problems. You look at people and you see their frame. Remember that they are struggling with issues. 
You look at people, remember their frame that they have self-esteem issues. That's why. And when you do that, the Bible says, be pitiful. Be pitiful. So sometimes as a Christian, you should just pity people. Sometimes I meet some people and they're manifesting, not the gifts of the Spirit, but themselves. (laughs) Amen, ladies. And the Holy Spirit will whisper to you, oh, what she's doing is not about you. It's about something else. But if you were God, you would strike the name of Sarah from the annals of the women of faith. But the Bible says, by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive a seed because she judged him faithful who had promised. Somebody would laugh within himself and God would give a testimony about you that you judged him faithful. Do you know why? Because he knows that it's just one of the junctions on a long journey. And that sometimes we will stumble in our faith. Sometimes we won't see where we are going. But he knows that it's all part of the journey. It's like a toddler learning to walk. You don't beat him up because he stumbled a few times. But you encourage him and then the toddler walks. That is how God sees you and I. Amen. She laughed within herself. And also she said that, I mean, how can I give birth? After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? After I am waxed old. So some of you, you need a miracle of pleasure. After you have waxed old, God can still do a miracle. Amen, ladies. After I have waxed old. Shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. Double jeopardy. I'm old. And not only am I old. What I have to do to have a baby, the pleasure, the desire is all gone. Because now I'm a grandmother. But God can miraculously give you new pleasure. Amen. Amen. Those of you whose marriages are suffering because... The bedroom, there's no pleasure. May the Holy Spirit bring an awakening. In Jesus' name. Amen. And when I read the verse, I don't understand why God should go and ask Abraham why Sarah laughed. I, I, I don't understand it. Why should you go and ask Abraham why I laughed? Wherefore did Sarah laugh? But on another hand, when I was thinking about it, God had sent the angels to speak to Abraham. So maybe that's why he was saying, but I said, ah, why didn't you go and ask Sarah that why did you laugh? So, you know, your husband is an important person in your life. Shall I of a surety bear a child which I'm old? God said, why did Sarah laugh saying? Why did she laugh saying the forces you say a lot of things in our hearts and we say a lot of things within and sometimes we wonder why things go the way it goes dealing with the forces within tonight i pray that the holy spirit will unmask the forces some are good and some are bad and i pray that the unhelpful ones The Holy Spirit will deal with it. And sometimes we don't even know what is within us. And sometimes we are so used to sweeping things under the carpet, we never deal with the forces within. 
and in the long run, they can destroy us. So why did Sarah laugh saying? And then God said, is anything too hard for me? Amen? When a man has found a wife, he has found a good thing. It's not the good thing that finds the man, but the man who finds the good thing. This message is a must-have for both married and especially single people believing God for a mate. How can you be found amongst a myriad of suitors? What does the Bible teach about being findable? You can make yourself findable through these Holy Ghost-filled teachings. This and other Holy Ghost-filled messages through Lady Reverend Adelaide Ward Mills can be purchased from the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh Lighthouse Chapel International, North Kanishi. Welcome back. He was speaking to Sarah's doubts. He was speaking to Sarah's unbelief. He was speaking to perhaps her fears. But it has to be unmasked. The force has to be unmasked. The mask has to come off before God can deal with it. And what God does is that we have masked it within us. But God reveals it. And when he reveals it, he also delivers us from whatever is within us. Amen, somebody. Genesis 17, 17. Just a chapter behind. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed. And said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I think that Abraham's own is even worse than Sarah's own. He may have been in prayer because the Bible says he, he, he fell on his face. Hey! And laughed. You see, his laughter was worse. You know, you can laugh that. <laughs> and then some people can laugh, then they will be beating you. I have a friend like that. She will beat you, you'll be aching. <laughs> oh, I say, hey, you are beating me. Oh. It's very painful. How much flesh do I have? So everybody laughs in a different way. But Abraham, he fell on his face oh, and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto me being a hundred years old? And yet in Romans 4, the Bible says, who against hope believed in hope. He judged him faithful also, knowing that he was able to perform that which he hath also promised. I said, hey, God, somebody can laugh at you from within. And you will still select him to be the father of faith. Somebody you have given a promise to that Sarah will have a baby can divert and go to Ishmael. And you will still elect him as the father of faith. You really know our frame. And you remember that we are dust. And many times, the reason why we don't press on in our faith is that the forces within, when they are unmasked and we see them, 
we feed ourselves with condemnation and then our faith walk ends there. But the reason why Abraham is the father of faith is that he pressed on in his faith. In spite of all the hiccups, in spite of all the junctions, he pressed on. So what is in your heart? It can be laughter. Not laughter that the Lord has turned around your captivity. But laughter that this God, I don't think he knows what he is about. Amen. Now, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 5. Paul says, but when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Nevertheless, God, that comforted those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus. And not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you. When he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoiced the more. Amen. Paul says, when we came to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on some of the sides, on every side. We were troubled on every side. Amen. Without were fightings, and within, the forces within. Sometimes it's condemnation. Sometimes it's judgment. Sometimes it's unbelief. Sometimes it's faithlessness. And sometimes it's fears. Apostle Paul is saying that he also sometimes had the forces of fear inside him. Without, there were fightings. Within, there were fears. Amen. A lot of women have the force of fear within them. And it is also masked. It's not easily seen. Fear can be hidden in a very subtle way. But Paul was saying that when we came to Macedonia, there was so much trouble. And sometimes in our life, there's so much on every side. Trouble on every side. And when we looked around us, fightings. Sometimes you are fighting in the home. You are fighting with your boss. You are fighting sickness. You are fighting financial issues. You are fighting emotional distresses. So many things are around you. Fightings round about you. And then fears within. And sometimes we are afraid to confront our fears. One of the common fears of women is that when we get to a certain stage, we fear that we may never marry. And we fear that if we do not marry, 90% of our lives are over. That's what we think. Amen? Within, we're fierce. Sometimes we are afraid that our beloved or our husband will be unfaithful to us. We are so afraid. 
Because we have seen the statistics in this world. And it's not an easy statistics. And we have seen how evil we ourselves can be towards each other. I think that that is the main foundation. Because we have seen, you see, and, and, and we can smell strangeness 100 feet away. And that leads to fear that you may not know that it's fear. You say, oh no, I know that she is bad, so I'm just trying to protect my husband. Yes, 50% is true, but the other 50% is fierce within. And it is frightening because our relationships are very dear to us. And it is the area that we don't want you to mess up with. And so, if you come to that area, it will invoke a certain fear in us. Some of us, the fears are from what that stupid boy did to you. And you are now visiting it to a thousand generations. Just like we say the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. You to your fears are from Abraham to Isaac. Now you are married to Jacob and it still exists. Mercy Lord! Within were fears. How would you know whether they are fears within? How would you know the forces that are at work within us? Many times it would take the power of the Holy Spirit. And many times it will also take naked, cruel, frank honesty with ourselves. It's not easy to be honest with yourself. Can't you see that when you are going somewhere and your leg hits something, you don't get angry because you did it. But when you are going somewhere and somebody says, Oh, didn't you see? I mean, the way he stepped, oh. But you, the same person, said, Oh, so painful. Oh. But you don't get angry with yourself. You are very merciful on yourself. And therefore, it's likely that we will not judge ourselves rightly. But sometimes, as things are happening, you can know the force within. That this thing, you see, sometimes I will say, Oh, Lady Reverend, it's not fear, but it's this, all the other things are true. But maybe all the other things are about 40%. And then the real fear is 60%. And unless we can allow the Holy Spirit to unmask it, we will say there is no fear. But Apostle Paul was a great apostle. He could easily have said, when I came, I had some opposition and things. But I knew that, you know, the Lord was on my side. But he said, without were fightings within with fears. Sometimes God blesses you with a child, but within is fear. What will happen? Whenever you have a good thing, you begin to look for your own personal insurance to protect the loss of that thing and to be indemnified. To be indemnified means that when you have suffered a loss, you will be put back in the position you were in before you suffered the loss. So you have made your own insurance company and you have done your premiums and you are making sure that you will be indemnified against all losses in your relationship. Sometimes our fears drive us so much that even things that the brothers have not thought about, we are ministering to them. You are calling him every second. Where are you? 
Hey, what are those voices I hear in the background? You say what? Where are you? What are you? Eh? You say you are where? Huh? You are in the library. How come there are so many voices? You are not in any library. Then, the person moves somewhere else. You are calling. Every time you have, you have made yourself a personal Holy Ghost. You have made yourself. You see, the Bible says, the angels of the Lord encamp round about. So you are encamping round about yourself. How much can you do? How much policing can you do? It takes the Spirit of God. And if the man wants to do anything, he will do it without you anyway. So it takes the grace of God and the hand of God. Amen. Fierce within. Where are you? What are you then? Some of us, we go and take uh, cell phones. Hey! You come and meet me here. Who is Fosti? Who is Fosti? What are you talking about? I said the Fosti that you... The person doesn't even understand. What is driving you? Fierce within. Sometimes people can say, Hey, do reverend, I've been looking at his phone. My heart. I can't take the things that are written. I said, why do you look anyway? Why do you look? So many marriages have broken down because of text messages. Amen. You say, it means this. He says, it doesn't mean that. But you as a woman, you know that it means that. So why do you want to convince him? Convince yourself, be happy and pray. That's all. Why are you arguing with him? And why do you think that he will see from your perspective? Brothers are very different. That's how God made them. And it's amazing the way they are different. So you are now coming to prove you have gone to bring CID and then you are... Fierce within. Fierce within. Imagination. When your fears are within, imagination. But if we come to that place where we say, you know this thing, it is fear. And fear, I used to think that fear is okay when it's, it's true. I don't know if you understand. Like, if you are afraid of something and the thing is true, then fear is okay. But one day I was having my quiet time and I was reading the story about Jesus going from one place to the other in a boat and there arose a storm and the disciples were afraid. And they said, carest not thou that we perish. And Jesus rose up and rebuked the wind. And then he said that, where is your faith? Do you understand? So I realized that even though there were storms, the boat had been filled, a great storm had arisen, he still didn't want them to be afraid. So the fact that yes, it is true, or yes, there's an issue, or yes, it is frightening, still It doesn't give us the passport to have that force of fear operating in you. Because what will happen is that fear paralyzes you. You can't do much. And when a woman is afraid, she's very afraid. She may put up uh, whatever, but she's very afraid. You become confused. When your children haven't done anything because of your fear, say, hey, get away. Where's your homework? You are dealing with things, forces within that you are not being able to overcome. So you get angry over things you should not get angry. 
poor children sometimes. Amen. Paul says, within were fears. Sometimes in ministry, within their fears. Every job has its occupational hazards. Do you understand? And the occupational hazards are the risks associated with that job. And that can induce fears within. And sometimes you know that, oh, the church I'm in, they don't encourage this type of fears within. And so you haven't really dealt with it, but you have harbored it within. And what happens is it's going to grow and grow and have life until it eventually destroys everything. But the Bible said, commit your way unto him. Trust also in him. And he, not you, will bring it to pass. Amen. Within were fears. Without were fastings, were fightings. And then he says that nevertheless, God that comforted those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus. God doesn't condemn us for some of these wild streams. But your spouse will condemn you. You are some way woman. You are this, you are that. Then you feel like this. But remember that Paul also had fears within. Nevertheless, God who comforted those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Receive it, somebody. The Bible says, there's therefore now no condemnation. Romans 8 verse 1. To them that are in Christ Jesus. Sometimes, yes, we fear. Yes, we may make mistakes. But that is not our identity. Amen. And sometimes, people don't forgive you, including your spouse. And sometimes you are condemned. You are a some way person. You are a this, you are that. Then you meditate on it. I'm some way. I'm some way. Because of my fears, I'm some way. I'm condemned. I'm not good enough. I'm not. But when God saw the fears in Paul, he responded by sending comfort. When God sees the fears within us, he will send us comfort. Amen. Amen. And I find it significant that the Bible said he comforted us with the coming of Titus. Sometimes God will send a human being into your life to comfort you. But will you recognize that human being? Sometimes he will send a Titus in your life through a message. Will you recognize that Titus? Or you will say, look, I have a lot of problems. So you say you are coming to visit me for what? Titus is coming. I have a lot of problems. I can't host him. But that Titus that is coming is a comfort that God is sending your way. Dealing with the forces within. Amen. Somebody. Now when we look at Psalm 42 verse 6, it says, my soul is cast down within me. My soul is cast down within me. Psalm 42. Did you hear that? Verse 6. The forces are a lot, so I'm picking and choosing. So we will 
do what we will do our best tonight. Amen. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hemorites, from the hill Mizah. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water sprouts. And then when you come to verse 11, it says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. The psalmist starts in verse 6 by saying, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. But by the time he gets to verse 11, he begins to address the situation. Some of you, sometimes our soul is cast down within us. It is said that the menace of depression affects more women than men. Because I think that emotionally also, we are more frail. But the psalmist begins by asking God, Oh God, why is my soul cast down within me? The forces within us. Our souls can be cast down. But in verse 11, 11, he comes to address the soul. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted? Disquieted means troubled, stirred up within me. Hope thou in God. If we want to overcome the forces of having a soul cast down within you, you must be able to preach to yourself. Amen, somebody? You must be able to address your soul. Your soul is the seat of your emotions. Your soul encompasses your intellect, your will. That is your soul. And that is why it's the emotional seat. And that's why it can be cast down like this. And it can be disquieted that something, something. So the psalmist learns to speak to himself. Maybe if somebody is behind your window, they'll say that, is it all right upstairs? She's talking to herself. Is she okay? But you must learn to talk to yourself. You must learn to say, oh my soul, why? Why art thou cast down? Why art thou disquieted? And he doesn't just ask why. It brings a solution. He says, hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. Hallelujah. If you don't know how to talk to the forces within you, you won't go far in your work with God. Amen. Sometimes you have to call your name. Oh, Adelaide. Oh, mommy. Why are you cast within you? Why are you worried? Don't you have a God? Have you not seen what he has done? Don't you have testimonies of his faithfulness? Has he not surprised you pleasantly many times? Oh, come on, hold down in God. When you say that, no, then you put on a hot number. I'm trading my... Only you. I'm trading my shame. I'm not preaching things I don't do. I'm laying... When you come, say, hey. Are you alone in this room? I'm alone. When you preach to your soul, 
hope thou in God. And you put on that praise. Of, you, you come to my mother and say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hey, I can dance. And by the time you are done, your soul is revived. Healing has come from his presence. Amen. And some of you are there. Oh, my soul. Why are thou cast down within me? And this Joseph will not comfort me. Oh, my soul. Why are thou disquieted? And this John, he doesn't even care. But you can talk to your soul. Oh, my soul. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God because John is human. Put your hope in God because John cannot be everywhere. He's not the Holy Spirit. Put your hope in God because he can work miracles. Amen? And those of you who are not married and waiting and saying that when my soul is disquieted, I want somebody who will speak up. Lady Reverend, I love him because when my soul is disquieted, the way he talks to me. Yes, he will do it sometimes. But it's not all the time that he will even understand you. But we have a high priest who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And who will reach down to us in Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to talk to your soul. Matthew chapter 9, and I'm closing with that. (laughs) Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. Are we there? Matthew is the first book, oh. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself. For she said within herself. For she said within herself. If I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Before she stretched out to touch the master, she preached to herself, the forces within you, one of the greatest forces, faith, faith in God can do the impossible. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Amen. What you say within yourself, is what leads you to act. What you say within yourself is what influences your actions. What you say within yourself is what propels you to the next level. Tonight, what you say within yourself. This woman had been diseased for 12 years. She had many options of saying other things within herself. She could have said, it's been 12 years. If I was going to be healed, I would have been healed long ago. It's been 12 years. All the best doctors have seen me. It's not this Jesus who is coming to do anything spectacular. 
It's been 12 years and I don't even have strength in me. With all this crowd around him, what can happen? But she said within herself, faith is one of the greatest forces in yourself. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. But a lot of us live by our senses. A lot of us live by what we have experienced. A lot of us live by what we have heard. A lot of us live by what we have seen. A lot of us live by what we have experienced. So they come to my office. They say, Lady Reverend, it's finished. I say, why is it finished? Lady Reverend, you don't know what he has done. I went to visit a couple and they had both messed up their lives. And then I told them, I said, I have a lot of confidence that your marriage can work. I said, really? After all the gory details we've told you, you have faith that your, our marriage can work? I said, a lot of faith. I was with a lot of faith. And they said, eh, why? I said, because from what you have told me, there's nothing left except ashes. So yes, so why do you say you have a lot of faith? I said, because he said, give me beauty. I'll give you beauty for ashes. So because I see your ashes, I know that you are a good candidate for beauty. <laughs> they said, they didn't seem happy. I said, really? Why are you saying what you are saying? I said, because many people I counsel, they tell me, Lady Reverend, trust is broken. Lady Reverend, we are not friends anymore. Lady Reverend, he's become very mean. Lady Reverend, my father has become this. They tell me all the things. And I say, yes, it's true. But the just shall live by faith. Live at another level. As if things are not the way they are. Who calleth those things which be not as though they are? That is what faith is about. Call the things in your life that are not. The things that are the opposite. See it with the eye of faith. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the spirit. She said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. If I may but touch his garment, I shall receive strength. If I may but touch his garment, things can become new. If I may but touch his garment, the anointing can be increased on my life. If I may but touch his garment. But first of all, beloved, she said it within herself. Dealing with the forces within. Amen, somebody. I've come this far by faith. I've come this far by his mercy. I've been there when everything looked so dark. And everything looked so grim. One of the things that, one of the levels I've had to walk on that I had never walked on before. Is to come to a place where, you know, something was happening. And I was just asking God that, what scripture can explain all that is going on? And then he gave me a word. He said that he made his grave with sinners and he was counted among the transgressors. And I'm like, what are you saying? He's saying, my son was pure. Did he ever make a mistake? I said, Lord, no. 
He said, but he made his grave with sinners. So you too, you sometimes have to make your grave in a place that is not associated with you. Jesus was not a sinner, but he was treated like one. Jesus was not a sinner, but he was sentenced to the judgment of a sinner. And sometimes you too will be sentenced to certain judgments that you don't deserve. And when you get there, you feel like fighting. I don't deserve it. I'm not like that. Just be cool. He was numbered with the transgressors. When they were calling the, the bad people, the sinners, the people who were criminals, they counted one, two, three, and they said you are number four. You were numbered with the sinners and you made your grave with sinners and you were numbered among the transgressors. I said, Lord, so how do you behave in a place like this? He says, oh, as the sheep before his sharer is dumb. That's how I was. When they came to lead me out, I looked powerless. When they came to lead me out, I looked like nothing can happen. And I went to the cross. But on the third day, I rose. Anything that is dead, I, God, I can. I keep asking God, tell me to, help me to teach people that the bottom line is faith. Even when you are coming to preach, the bottom line is faith that God will use you. The bottom line is faith that you have something sensible to say. I've been there when I don't feel like preaching anymore. I've been there when I think it's useless. Who am I affecting? What am I doing? What what am I about? Just, Just give it up. What are you about? Then I say, Satan, you know, it's not about me. It's just about obedience. When I obey, it doesn't matter what says the word of God shall not come back void. It shall accomplish that for which God sent it. So because of that, I will keep on preaching. Amen. And sometimes, especially, not sometimes, often, it is in those moments that somebody outlandish from somewhere will send me an email. Keep preaching. Don't stop what you are doing. My life has been affected. Somebody from somewhere. The coming of Titus. Do you recognize your Titus? When God sends your Titus, when those forces are fighting within. Do you recognize your Titus? Your Titus may be somebody. Sometimes people you don't even know. Off point. People. You know off point. Off the point. And yet God will send that person to encourage you. You've just finished hearing this message and I cannot leave you without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to say, Lady Reverend Adley, pray for me. I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. I'm not sure of where I will go or my destination. I want to make things right with God. I want to start afresh with God. I want Jesus to come into my life and be the Lord of my life. 
if you want to have Jesus as the Lord of your life, I just want to invite you to say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Take my life and come inside and be the Lord of my life. Thank you for coming to die for me, Jesus. Thank you for rising from the dead so that I may have eternal life. And thank you that by this prayer, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus, come in and be Lord of my life. Amen. It was great having you today. To find out more about the CDs and DVDs advertised on today's program, or to find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kanishi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.